Billy. Welcome back to Tea Party with Ghost. I'm Ghost. I'm Ash. And welcome back. And if you celebrate, Merry Christmas. Happy. I prefer saying Happy Christmas because, you know, Harry Potter. <laughs> but anyways, this is one of the episodes you will be getting on Christmas. And if you don't celebrate, then Happy Day. Yeah, happy holidays. Yep, happy holidays to everybody. Yes. So, and if you're having to deal with your family that you don't like, please drink some whiskey or tequila for me. Yeah, I may but, have to pregame on. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be. Well, actually, I'm not doing anything with my family because I don't want to. So, so oh. I'll be spending Christmas Day by myself because you'll be gone. Well, you'll have the dogs. Yeah, so me and Ozzy will be pregaming. Before we go probably eat Chinese food. Because <laughs> that's probably what I'm going to go do. Hey, that sounds like a fun time. I know. I love cream cheese wontons. Look, you're going to have Chinese food Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Yeah. I love okay. Chinese food, though. So. Yeah, Chinese food's good. Yeah. So, because no Mexican restaurants are going to be open. So, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> they got Christmas to celebrate. Yeah. So. So... Today, we were taking a road trip to California. California. Hey, we were just there last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with Doris Bither. Yeah. So. Oh, wait. What kind of tea are you drinking? Uh, passion fruit green tea. Passion fruit green tea. Passion fruit green tea. <laughs> <laughs> you mean karma water? Karma water, look. Dude, karma water's the best. It's delicious. It's still tea. If you've never had it, you should go try it. Yeah. Th- that one's actually my favorite. Mm-hmm. I don't know what my favorite would be. I think it's the the berry cherry one. Is that it? The cherry berry berry cherry? Yeah, oh. berry cherry. Oh, actually, my f- other favorite is the uh, star fruit and... Elderberry? S- elderberry star fruit. Yep. Yeah, that's my favorite. Besides passion fruit green tea. Mm-hmm. What tea you drinking, bro? I got the witch's moon. That's a good one. Yeah. So, anyways, back to California. <laughs> Uh, so, have you ever heard of the Battle of Los Angeles? Yes. What do you... Question mark? Nothing. <laughs> I was about to say, what do you know I've about it? I've just heard of it. So, I have heard about this for many years, and I know what I've heard about it, but I've never actually heard what it, what exactly happened. We're going to learn today. Are we? Uh, are we going to learn today? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah, we're going to learn about We're going to learn today. That's what my topic is, the Battle of Los Angeles. Okay, cool. So, which is also, Alzi, would you shut the fuck down? Alzi. Alzi. Wasn't it? You're probably going to get into it, but. What? Wasn't it almost considered a hoax? Is that what I'm thinking of? Yes. Okay, 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 okay. Yes. Continue. So, the Battle of Los Angeles, which was also known as the Great Los Angeles Air Raid, is the name given by contemporary sources to be a rumored attack on the continental United States by Imperial Japan and the subsequent anti-aircraft artillery barrage, which took place from late February 24th to early February 25th, 1942, over Los Angeles, California. 
The incident occurred less than three months after the U.S. entered World War II in response to the Imperial Japanese Navy surprise attack on Pearl Harbor. Mm -hmm. And one day after the bombardment of Elwood near Santa Barbara on February 23rd, initially the target of the aerial barrage was thought to be an attacking force from Japan, but speaking at a press conference shortly afterward, Secretary of the Navy Frank Knox called the purported attack a false alarm. <clears throat> Newspapers of the time published a number of reports and speculations of a cover-up to conceal an actual invasion by enemy airplanes. When documenting the incident in 1949, the United States Coast Artillery Association identified a meteorological balloon sent aloft at 1 a.m. as having started all the shooting and concluded that once the firing started, imagination created all, all kinds of targets in the sky and everyone joined in. In 1983, the U.S. Office of Air Force History arbitrated the event to a case of war nerves triggered by a lost weather balloon and exacerbated by stray flares and shell bursts from adjoining batteries. So, they said it was a weather balloon. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> how many fucking bullets does it take to shoot down an air balloon? Like, it's alien. <laughs> well, that's what some of the theories are. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. A little background. In the months following the Imperial Japanese Navy's attack on Pearl Harbor in Hawaii on December 7th, 1941, the United States entry into World War II the next day. Public outrage and paranoia intensified across the country and especially on the West Coast where fears of a Japanese attack on or invasion of the United States continent were acknowledged as realistic possibilities. In Juneau, Alaska, residents were told to cover their windows for a nightly blackout after rumors spread that Japanese submarines were lurking along the southeast Alaskan coast. Rumors that a Japanese aircraft carrier was cruising off the coast of the San Francisco Bay Area resulted in the city of Oakland closing its schools and issuing a blackout. Civil defense sirens mounted on patrol cars from the Oakland Police Department blared through the city, and radio silence was ordered. The city of Seattle also imposed a blackout out of all buildings and vehicles and owners who left the lights on in their buildings had their businesses smashed by a mob of 2,000 residents. The rumors were taken so seriously that 500 United States Army troops moved into the Walt Disney Studios lot in Burbank, California to defend the famed Hollywood facility and nearby factories against enemy sabotage on air attacks. The U.S. began mobilizing for the war. Anti-aircraft guns were installed, bunkers were built, and air raid precautions were drilled into the populace all over the country. Contributing to the paranoia was the fact that many American merchant ships were indeed attacked by Japanese submarines in waters off the west coast, especially from the last half of December 1941 through February 1942. SS Agua World, SS Amido, SS Samoa, SS Larry Doheny, uh, SS Dorothy Phillips, SS HM Story, SS Cynthia Olson, SS Camden, SS Absaroka, Coast Trader, SS Montebello, SS Barbara Olson, SS Connecticut, and SS Idaho. All of those were either damaged, sank, um, 
they escaped and then sank later. But yeah, those were all attacked. As the hysteria continued to mount on February 23, 1942 at 7.15 p.m. during one of President Franklin D. Roosevelt's fireside chats, Japanese submarine I-17 surfaced near Santa Barbara, California and shelled Elwood oil fields in Galetta. Although damage was minimal, only $500 in property damage, which was the equivalent to, to $9,000 in Ooh. 2022, and no injuries. The attack had a profound effect on the public imagination as West Coast residents came to believe that the Japanese could storm their beaches at any moment. Less than four months later, Japanese forces bombed Dutch Harbor in Alaska and landed troops in Aleutian Islands of Kissack in Attu. February 24th, 1942, the Office of Naval Intelligence issued a warning that an attack on mainland California could be expected within the next 10 hours. Mm. That evening, many flares and blinking lights were reported from the vicinity of defense plants. An alert was called at 7.18 p.m. and was lifted at 10.23 p.m. Renewed activity began early in the morning of February 25th. Air raid sirens sounded at 2.25 a.m. throughout Los Angeles County. A total blackout was ordered and thousands of air raid wardens were summoned to their positions. At 3.16 a.m., the 37th Coast Artillery Brigade began firing 50 caliber machine guns and 12.8-pound uh, anti-aircraft shells into the air at reported aircraft. Over 1,400 shells were eventually fired. Pilots of the 4th in Interceptor Command were alerted, but their aircraft remained grounded. The artillery fire continued sporadically until 4.14 a.m. The all-clear was, was sounded and the blackout order was lifted at 7.21 a.m. Several buildings and vehicles were damaged by shell fragments and five civilians died as an indirect result of the anti-aircraft fire. Hmm. Three were killed in car accidents in the ensuing chaos and two of heart attacks attributed to the stress of the hour-long action. The incident was front-page news along the West Coast and across the nation. Within hours of the end of the air raid, Secretary of the Navy Frank Knox held a press conference, saying the entire incident had been a false alarm due to anxiety of war nerves. <laughs> Knox's comments were followed by statements of the Army the next day that reflected General George C. Marshall's uh, supposition that the incident might have caused by might have been caused by many agents using commercial airplanes in a psychological warfare campaign to generate mass panic. Some contemporary press outlets suspected a cover up of the truth. An editorial in the Long Beach Independent wrote, There is a mysterious reticence about the whole affair, and it appears that some form of censorship is trying to halt discussion of the matter. Speculation was rampant as to invading airplanes and, and their bases. Theories included a secret base in northern Mexico as well as Japanese submarines stationed offshore with the capability of carrying airplanes. 
Others speculated that the incident was either staged or exaggerated to give coastal defense industries an excuse to move further inland. Representative Leland M. Ford of Santa Monica called for a congressional investigation, saying none of the explanations so far offered removed the episode from the category of complete mystification. Mm -hmm. This was either a practice raid or a raid to throw a scare into two million people, or a mistaken identity raid, or a raid to lay a political foundation to take away Southern California's war industries. After the war ended in 1945, the Japanese government declared that they had flown no airplanes over Los Angeles during the war. In 1983, the U.S. Office of Air Force History concluded that an analysis of the evidence points towards meteorological balloons as a cause of the initial alarm. <laughs> During the course of a fireside report to the nation delivered by President Roosevelt on February 23, 1942, a Japanese submarine rose out of the sea off Elwood, which is a hamlet on the California coast north of Santa Barbara, and pumped 13 shells into Tidewater refinery installations. The shot seemed designed to punctuate the president's statement that the broad oceans, which have been heralded in the past as our protection from attack, have become endless battlefields on which, they, on which we are constantly being challenged by our enemies. Yet the attack, which was supposed to carry the enemy's defiance, in which did succeed in the stealing headlines for the president's address, was a feeble gesture rather than a damaging blow. The raider surfaced at 7.05 Pacific time, just five minutes after the president started his speech. For about 20 minutes, the submarine kept a position 2,500 yards offshore to deliver the shots from its five-and-a-half-inch guns. The shells did minor damage to piers and oil wells, but missed the gasoline plant, which appears to have been the aiming point. The military effects of the raid were therefore nil. The first news of the attacks led to the dispatch of pursuit planes to the area, and subsequently three bombers joined the attempt to destroy the raider, but without success. The reluctance of AAF commanders to assign larger forces to the task resulted from their belief that such a raid as this would be employed by the enemy to divert attention from a major air task force, which would hurl its planes against a really significant target. Loyal Japanese Americans who had predicted that a demonstration would be made in connection with the president's speech also prophesied that Los Angeles would be attacked the next night. The Army, too, was convinced that some new action impended and took all possible precautions. Newspapers were permitted to announce that a strict state of readiness against renewed attacks had been imposed, and there followed the confused action known as the Battle of Los Angeles. During the night of February 24th and early February 25th, unidentified objects caused a succession of alerts in Southern California. On the 24th, a warning issued by Naval Intelligence indicated that an attack would be expected within the next 10 hours. 
That evening, many flares and blinking lights were reported from the vicinity of the defense plants. An alert called at 7.18 p.m. Pacific Time and was lifted at 10.23. And the tension temporarily relaxed. But early in the morning of the 25th, renewed activity began. Raiders picked up an unidentified target 120 miles west of Los Angeles. Anti-aircraft batteries were alerted at 2.15 and were put on green alert ready to fire a few minutes later. The AAF kept its pursuit planes on the ground, and preferring to await indications of the scale and direction of any attack before committing its limited fighter force. Raiders tracked the approaching target to within a few miles of the coast, and at 2.21, the regional controller ordered a blackout. Thereafter, the information center was floored with reports of enemy planes. Even though the mysterious object tracked in from the sea seems to have vanished. At 2.43, planes were reported near Long Beach, and after a few minutes later, a Coast Artillery colonel spotted about 25 planes at 12,000 feet over Los Angeles. At 3.06, a balloon carrying a red flare was seen over Santa Monica and four batteries of anti-aircraft artillery opened fire, whereupon the air over Los Angeles erupted like a volcano. From this point on, reports were hopelessly at variance. Probably much of the confusion came from the fact that anti-aircraft shell bursts caught by the searchlights were themselves mistaken for enemy planes. In any case, the next three hours produced some of the most imaginative reporting of the war. Swarms of planes, or sometimes balloons, (laughs) of all possible sizes, numbering from one to several hundred, traveled at altitudes which ranged from a few thousand feet to more than 20,000 and flying at speeds which were said to have varied from very slow to over 200 miles per hour, were observed to parade around the skies. These mysterious forces dropped no bombs and despite the fact that 1,440 rounds of anti-aircraft ammunition were directed against them and suffered no losses. (laughs) (laughs) There were reports to be sure that four enemy planes had been shot down and one was What? Yeah, and one was supposed to have landed in flames at a Hollywood intersection. Okay. Residents in a 40-mile arc along the coast watched from hills or rooftops as the play of guns and searchlights provided the first real drama of the war for citizens of the mainland. The dawn, which ended the shooting and the fantasy, also proved that the only damage which resulted in the city... It was such as had been caused by the excitement. Uh, there was at least one death from heart failure. That yeah. sort of conflicting report. Yeah. By traffic accidents in the blackout streets or by shell fragments from the artillery barrage. Attempts to arrive at an, exp- at an explanation of the incident quickly became as involved as mysterious as the battle itself. The Navy immediately insisted that there were no evidence of the presence of enemy planes, and Frank Knox announced at a press conference on February uh, February 25th that the raid was just a false alarm. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So, 
why I'm covering this mm-hmm. is the fun part. Okay. Let's go. You know, I, I absolutely hate war and yeah. I hate anything dealing with military stuff because it's just boring to me. I'm going to be honest, all of that was really boring. Yeah, it was to me too. But <laughs> it was to like, give. I know it's like important context yeah. to the story. Yeah. So, but that's what they were saying. It was weather balloons. That, that's a bunch of bullshit, is what that is. Weather balloons? How could they not tell that it was weather balloons? Even in the, like, year that it was in. Mm hmm. What year was it? 1942. Like, you could still tell it what a weather balloon is. Mm hmm. So, while I'm covering this. And it was actually the like the short, a uh, very short part. A photo, a photo published in the Los Angeles Times on February twenty sixth, which is the next day. Okay. Because you know it happened on the twenty fourth and yeah, into yeah, early twenty fifth. Yeah. yeah. Had been featured in UFO conspiracy theories as evidence of extraterrestrial visitation. Aliens. Aliens, man. <laughs> They assert that the photo clearly shows searchlights focused on an alleged alien spaceship. Probably. However, the photo was heavily modified by oh photo God. retouching prior to publication. A routine practice in graphic arts of the time intended to improve contrast in black and white photos. Times writer Larry Harnish noted that the retouched photo, along with fake newspaper headlines, were presented as true historical material in trailers for the 2011 film Battle of Los Angeles. And then he also said that if the publicity campaign wanted to establish UFO research as nothing but lies and fakery, it couldn't have done a better job. So, and then in commemoration... Every February, the Fort MacArthur Museum, located at the entrance of the Los Angeles Harbor, hosts an entertainment event called the Great L.A. Air Raid of 1942. And that's all I have for you. <laughs> I have always heard that, like, the, the military got into a fight with aliens and stuff growing up, and I was... <laughs> I'm, okay, so listen, listen. Because why would you try and shoot down a weather balloon? Like, call for an air raid, whatever, and have all the sirens and stress people out to the point of heart attacks. Yeah, Where they died. Um, because... And then tell them, oh, it was a false alarm, it's a weather balloon. Because our country doesn't give a fuck about us. Okay. It's aliens. I mean, recently the government said aliens are real. Yeah. It's aliens. <laughs> But yeah, I went through all of that to tell you that it was just fake. The alien part was fake. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> According to them. I, look, I don't know. But my thing is, why are you going to shoot that much shit and then not even, like, shoot it down or anything? Well, like, how? Okay. Their aim is worse than the stormtroopers, okay? <laughs> Listen. They got bad stormtrooper aim. I feel like a stormtrooper would hit a target before they would. Probably. But yeah, that's the Battle of L.A. It was a bunch of bullshit. False alarm. Something. I don't know. Like I feel like a lot of it, too, was probably paranoia. And, you know, due to human error, they probably thought they were under attack because they saw this, that, and the other, and they overreacted. Or it was aliens, and they weren't overreacting. Well, they did a really bad job of getting it. <laughs> Well, like I said, they're 
aim is worse than stormtroopers so so grief but yeah that's the battle of los angeles quote unquote battle <laughs> yeah i had always heard about it i heard it was aliens never did hear anything else about it so i thought i would cover yeah. it for california i had always heard that it was a hoax um i mean obviously the real thing is like people's adrenaline was high from the war and they were super paranoid this that and the other and they just thought and overreacted or they didn't think they just overreacted shoot first ask questions later yeah that's the motto down here in the south (laughs) (laughs) i mean you're not wrong but um i i think that's what really happened yeah aside from the alien explanation yeah (laughs) i like the alien explanation i mean i do too but if you want to get like a normal explanation but yeah you're gonna have another episode it's gonna be a christmas themed holiday themed episode if you want to contact us go to the show notes everything is linked yeah everything is linked instagrams at tea party with ghosts emails tea party with ghosts at gmail.com send us pictures of your dogs and cats please or any animal we love cows or aliens yes send us alien pictures that'd be cool or if you have an alien story tell us yeah i like alien stories or if you want to send us your theory about the battle of la let us know yeah so we will you'll hear from us next week with ash's spooky haunting yeah and i promise i'll have a good one and uh if you got any good spooky hauntings you want to tell us about let us know yeah I like I like uh listening and reading ghost stories. It's yeah. not jam right now. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually telling Ash about something I saw the other day at work. So it was weird for me. <laughs> so Yeah. Anyways, well, okay bye. Bye.